back to the first verse one more time. Verse 1. Here I am. I've come to find you. Oh, yes, Jesus. Here I am to see your grace. To bring to you an offering. I have to ask myself one thing. How can I do anything but pray? I pray. Hey! You, you are God. You are Lord. You are all I'm living for. You are King of everything. I want my life to praise you. You are God. You are Lord. Want my life to praise you, Lord. I want my life to praise you. Yes, Lord, I want my life to praise you. I want my life to praise you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. He's worthy of all praise. He's worthy of all honor. And this morning, as we honor him, he will honor us. He will manifest his presence to us. He will reveal himself to us, he said, as we honor him by keeping his word, acknowledging the Lord. Lord, you're in this place. Holy Spirit, Lord God, we thank you. The Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And as we come, Lord God, we come by the blood of the Lamb. We come by the cross of Jesus. Beyond the veil, we thank you, Lord God, for bringing us into worship, to worship you in spirit and in truth. As we come before you, Lord, we thank you for forgiving us of all our sins. As we confess our sins, you are faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us, cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Thank you, Lord, for the cleansing blood today. We want relationship with you, Lord. Not religion, but relationship with the living God. So I pray that this morning as we come, Lord, that you open our hearts. Help us, Lord, to surrender it all to you and receive your grace. Father in heaven, how we love you. Father in heaven, how we love you. We lift your name in all the earth. May your kingdom be established in our praises. As your people declare your mighty
above all, hallelujah. And in your name, Lord, you've given us authority to proclaim your name, to proclaim the good news, to cast out demons. Praise God. I thank you, Lord, for that victory that you won for us, Lord. You won the victory. And praise God, we exercise our faith in your name, Lord. We cast out demons. We speak with new tongues. We lay hands on the sick, they shall recover. If we drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt, hurt us. I praise you today. I thank you, God, for the knowledge of the truth. You said, as we stay in your word, we shall know the truth, and the truth will set us free. And if the Son set us free, we'll be free indeed. Thank you for freedom today, Lord. Freedom from fear. Freedom from doubt. Freedom from unbelief. Freedom, true freedom in you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, God, for the victory today. Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we thank you, Father. We want to honor you. You're a good, good Father. So let's sing that chorus. You're a good, good Father. You're a good, good Father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's who I am. You're a good, good father. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. And I'm loved by you. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's who I am. You're perfect. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect, Lord. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect.
before your throne with thanksgiving and praise Father God we give thanks thank you Father for your great love and mercies upon us thank you Lord God for your loving kindness and tender mercies your forgiveness oh thank you Father for giving us life in your son Jesus saving us delivering us from the darkness causing us to be born again by you, Lord, by your will. And I praise you and thank you today for a new life in Christ, forever, eternal life with you, Lord, that our names are written, written in heaven, that we're citizens of heaven by your doing, Lord, by your grace, all by your grace from beginning to end. Thank you, Lord. So I just give myself away to you, Lord. Give myself to you. I'm going to sing that. Give myself away. I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Just surrender it all to him right now. Give myself away so you can use me. Verse 1, verse 1. Okay, here we go. Thank you, Jesus. Here, how's it go? My life is not my own. Amen. My life. 
worship you Lord as a living sacrifice what a joy what a blessing Lord to give ourselves to you to give myself to you oh I thank you Jesus thank you Lord for the joy of giving myself to you Lord because my life is not my own it belongs to you God and I rejoice I rejoice hallelujah Oh, my life is not my own, to you I belong, I give myself, I give myself to you. What a blessing, what an honor, my life is not my own, to you I belong, I give myself, I give myself. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this day that you've given us. Thank you for the joy of thy salvation, God. Greater is he, greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. And today, Father, as you bring us into, <clears throat> into that place with you, as the ecclesia, the church of the living God, the temple of God, praise the Lord. I thank you for the victory today victory in Jesus, for this is the kingdom of God, righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Spirit. This is the day that you have made, Lord, and I thank you for right now, right at this time, to meet with you. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And Lord, as two or three are gathered together in your name, there you are in our midst. Oh, help us, Lord, to have faith, to have faith and believe you that even just a few of us here this morning, that you are here. That's the main thing, God, to have you in our lives, in our midst this morning. Oh, precious Lord, let your fire burn in our hearts today. Let your anointing flow in our hearts.
hearts today. Oh, God, captivate our hearts and our minds today. Help us, Lord, to see you. Help us, God, to hear you, to look beyond this world, to, <clears throat> to hear your voice in the midst of all the voices, Lord. Oh, precious Lord, precious Lord. And I thank you. I rebuke, I rebuke discouragement. I rebuke the spirit of fear in the name of Jesus. I rebuke every lie of the devil in Jesus' name. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Hallelujah. And no evil can befall us, nor any plague come near my dwelling. I take you at your word, Lord. I believe the good report. I have faith to believe you, Lord God, that no evil pestilence will come near us. No evil pestilence will come near this house. This house of God, I thank you, Father. No matter what we hear that's going on outside, for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Only you know, Lord. He said, all things are possible to him who believes. I believe today, Lord, for your word, to, your promises for us today are faithful and true. As you watch over us, Lord, you sent your word to heal us and deliver us from destruction. You sent your word to heal us. And I believe, Lord, by your stripes we are healed. By the cross of Jesus Christ, our debt is paid. Hallelujah. By the blood of the Lamb, we are forgiven. We are redeemed. All our sins have been cast away as far as the east is from the west. And now we are clothed in the righteousness of Christ. We believe in Jesus. Our confidence is in the Lord, not in our flesh, not in our works. But our confidence is in you, Lord Jesus, our Savior, our head. And we give you all the glory today. We give you all the honor as we believe in you. We believe you're here in your spirit. We thank you, Lord for answering our cry of our hearts, for giving us an understanding of the blessings you've given us in Christ Jesus. For we've been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Amen? That's the word of God. We are blessed already. It's in the heavenlies, though. we got to understand that. Even though out down here, this is the natural realm. Heavenly realm is... A different realm. That's a spiritual realm. That's beyond our senses. And God has called us to live in the spiritual realm, in the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Amen. It's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. And there is, there is a, a path for us to walk so that we can receive the blessings that he has for us. But we've got to learn his way. We've got to learn how to walk by faith, not by sight, not by how we feel. Because... <laughs> John chapter 14 um, you know today we're celebrating Father's Day and I just wish all the fathers happy Father's Day blessings who's here? 
but through me. If you had known me, you would have known my Father also. From now on, you know him and have seen him. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. And Jesus said to him, Have I been so far with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Otherwise, believe because of the works themselves. I'll stop there for a moment. But here we see Jesus speaking to his disciples, and they're questioning him questioning him about the Father and the way to the Father. Jesus explains it. It's only through Jesus Christ, the way, the truth, the life, that we come to the Father. There's no other way. He is the way. And he says, if you had known me, Jesus was with them for over three and a half, about three years, over three years, right? Three and a half years. He walked with them. He ate, I mean, in disciple, discipling them. They lived with Jesus. They went with him wherever he went. So, they seen, they knew Jesus, and Jesus simply saying, if you know me, you know the Father, because Jesus came to reveal the Father, the Father heart, the Father, he called him the Father, God. You know, it makes me think about today in our society, how many families, how many children don't know their Father, or have been raised without a Father. Right? They don't know anything about the Father's love, the Father's care, the safety and the security and the, the sense of belonging that the Father gives a family. I was raised basically without my father. Well, I had him for a, until I was 12 or so, but I really didn't understand and know him that well. He was always working most of the time, but I had some really good times with my father. But there's many others who have not had a father, period. No father in the family. Raised strictly from the, the, the mothers or aunties or, you know, right? All, everybody else. But God, in his plan, made a family, right? He made a family, Adam and Eve, and they had children. And God made man the head of the family for his purpose, to, to, um, be the leader in the family, the protector, the provider. And many of those ideals, those concepts have been lost in our society today. We see it happening all over. You know, as we read along here, we see in, uh, uh, I'm going to read some more here. Verse 18, go along with this. He says, I will not leave you, Jesus speaking to his Disciples, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. I'm telling you today, there is many orphans in the world today. Many. Not just physically because they haven't had a father, but even spiritually. Orphans. Not knowing the Father's love. Not knowing where they belong. Not knowing who they are. Because through the Father, we understand our, our place, our family. Name comes through the 
when, he, when Jesus was crucified, he gave his son to die for us, right? The, the final sacrifice. But then how come he says here, if you, he says here, what I just read, it says, um, he who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who loves me, and he who loves me will be loved by my Father. So he's saying something here. He's saying something here about the love of the Father. And it's this point. Yes, God is love. God loved, loves the world, but there's been a separation, right? There's a separation from his love because of sin in the world and in the heart of man. All mankind has fallen short, right? Corrupted by sin, rebellion in the heart. It's messed up our DNA. It's, it's corrupted it. We need a new heart. We need to be cleansed. We need a real spiritual bath, right? We need to be renewed. And so God says in His Word, I give you my Son. Now you come to me through my Son. Believe in Him. Believe in Him. Believe in the sacrifice that He Believe in Jesus, alive from the dead. Pay the price. Believe. And as you do that, as you hear His words, as you keep His words, you keep His commandments, the Father will love us in an intimate way. Where we, have, where we know about the love of God because God gave His Son. But as we believe on Jesus, we will experience the love of the Father. There's a difference, right? Because God already proved His love to the world through the cross, giving of His Son. He made the bridge for us to come back to the Father, to His house, through Jesus Christ. And everybody, everybody see that, right? That as we believe on Jesus, He, he promises here, He says here, as we believe in Him, we, and we keep His commandments, that's, that tells Him that we love Him. That we love Jesus. As we show that we love Jesus by keeping his commandments, by keeping what he tells us, his word, it says the Father will love us also. The Father will come to us. He will reveal himself to us. And when he does that, he will come and make his home with us. Amen. This is the difference between religion Religion is man's effort trying to get things from God, you know, try to do rituals, do things, try to, uh, whatever, try to get God's attention, try to get God's favor. Relationship is you just believe in Him and you obey Him, you come to Him, you show your love by your obedience to His Word, by your obedience to Him. And when you do that, He will come to us. Religion doesn't have that. Religion is just you trying to do things. God's still separated by the cross. Because we all got to come to the cross. We all got to believe in Him through the cross to enter into the new life that He has for us. And that's His doing. He said everyone got to be born again if you're going to enter the kingdom. You have to be born again. We can't born again ourselves, right? It's got to be God doing that. And how do we do that? How do we get to be born again? 
by believing on Jesus Christ, believing His Word, being obedient to Him, and as you have faith in Him and trust in Him, He will do that work of being born again. He will cause you to be born again. He will give you life, because that life is in His Son. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come and make our home with you. That is a, I can't think of any greater promise of God's love than that. To have God the Father and the Son. I'll read one more scripture uh, in 1 John. You know that word fellowship? Fellowship, right? Having things in common. It's like you're hanging out with your family or friends. And you all, you know, you all enjoy uh, whatever sports or whatever things that you like to do. But you all like to do it together and have a great time, right? Yeah, that's called fellowship. And there's a deep fellowship that the Lord wants us to have. It's a spiritual fellowship with Him. It's where our hearts are connected with His through Jesus Christ, through the Holy Spirit. But He listened to this in 1 John chapter 1. It says, uh, verse 1, it says, What was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested, and we have seen and testified and proclaimed to you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. Talking about Jesus. What we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also so that you too may have fellowship with us. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. The fellowship is with His Father, with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. You know, the message, it goes on verse 5. This is the message we have heard from Him and announced to you that God is light. And in Him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with Him, and yet walk in the darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as He Himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, His Son, cleanses us from all sin. God wants us to have fellowship with Him, with the Father, with the Son, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen? He wants us to have a relationship and know the Father's love. To know that Jesus, when He walked on the earth, He always talked about how the Father was always with Him. He did nothing apart from the Father. He said it was the Father who did the works in Him. It was the Father who gave Him the words. He said He didn't even sin Himself. He said the Father sent Him. And He's calling us into that same kind of relationship with the Father. Through the Son in Jesus. I'm telling you, this is the key. This is, this is the truth of the death that God has for us. And the New Testament letters by Paul explains this idea, this concept, this truth more deeply. And how we can enjoy the fellowship of God in our daily lives. That He would come and live with us. I tell you. Many, many, many have orphaned spirits. Orphaned. Not realizing the Father's love. Still just trying to live a good life. Trying to do things for God. Even with the, 
the knowledge they have in the Word, but missing the point, which is God wants us to have a fellowship with Him. He wants us to enjoy His presence, His fellowship with the Father and Son. Jesus says the Word of life. He's the Word of life. He wants us to have life and life more abundantly. But how can we, how can we, how can we enter into this? Well, one thing he says, if you love him, we will keep his commands. If you love him, you have his word, you keep his words. So between all of us, whatever word we receive is, if we're keeping that word, God will give you more word. If you keep what you know is the word of God as truth, if you keep that and make that a part of your life and conduct, God will add to you. Because one of the things, and very important, is to know that God is light. There is no darkness in Him, right? There's no darkness in God. He is pure light. Pure, pure, pure light. Let me read from 2 Corinthians chapter 6. And it says in verse 16, What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are the temple of the living God, just as God said, I will dwell in them and walk among them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Therefore, having these promises, beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of the flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Right here is the key. This is the truth for us if we want to enjoy more of the Father's love and fellowship in our lives. The, the word is separation. Separation, and another word, a Bible word, is sanctification. It means being separated. I'm talking in your heart, not your, not outside uh, in your physical sense, but in your hearts, our hearts, separated from the world. You know, Jesus said he called us out of the world. We're no longer of the world. If you've been born again, we're not of the world. We live in the world, but we're not of it anymore. You do know there's a spirit of the world. Matter of fact, there's many spirits in the world, right? There's many idols. You know what idols are? Anything that captivates your attention, that you're living for that instead of God. Those are idols that you worship. It doesn't have to be a figure of a, a, a God or anything. It can be anything. Like what? Anything that would take sports. Anything. That's just one thing, right? There's all, all kinds of stuff where it takes your family. Your family can become an idol. Where you spend all your, you know, you put your family before God. That becomes an idol. So that whole idea, God is calling us to be separated unto Him. Separated. And it's a spiritual work that He does in our heart. To where our spirit, our soul, our mind is completely His. Because He's a jealous God. His love is so great. And as there's a scripture that says, the path of the righteous is like the dawning of the day that grows brighter and brighter unto the full moon sun. It's a path that we're on. It's a path that when we receive Him, when we come to the first uh, step of 
salvation because salvation is progressive. It's a it's a it's a walk from beginning to end. It's by His grace and power, but it's it's a daily thing, right? We, you know, I've, I've preached on this so many times. But it, the idea of the Father's love, to know His love, it comes through our daily walking and and seeking to have. Like what it says here in verse uh, in chapter seven, verse one, he says, "Having these promises, having these promises, let us cleanse ourselves from all defilement of flesh and spirit, perfecting holiness in the fear of God. Because without holiness, you're not going to see God. God makes it clear: without holiness, what is holiness? It's total purity and separation from sin and darkness. Okay? Because God is light. We have to be." Not conformed to this world, but transformed by the renewing of our minds. Right? To be thinking and walking in a way that pleases the Lord. And as we're doing that, we're becoming more and more transformed into His image from glory to glory, the Bible talks about. But it's not a it's not an all of a sudden type of thing that we're, but it's a daily walking of separation. I'm telling you, that's what the Lord's speaking to me about. And that's what He's saying to let the church know. He's calling us to the separation from the spirit of the world. Because the world and the enticements of this world. He says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 14 and 15, He says, do not love the world or the things of the world. In that sense, when He says world, He's talking about the system. The world system, the temporal pleasures of this life, the temporal things that would distract us and take us away from the path that God has made for us. Because God has a path, but the world has its own path. And guess who's the God of this world? The Bible says Satan is the God of this world, the world system right now, in this age. But God is calling people out. He's speaking to everybody. And he's starting with the church. He's starting with the church. He's calling the church to holiness, to separation of him, to be separated from the worldliness, all of the things of the world that are not good in his sight, right, or evil. And how do you know that? You come to know that through the word of God. As you look into his word, the Holy Spirit teaches us what is clean and what is unclean. Because what he says there, he says, Come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord, and do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. How do you get like that? Through the blood of Jesus, through repentance, but you gotta know. You gotta, you gotta believe in the goodness of God and his love and mercies on us that Jesus completely paid it all. There's nothing you can add to it. It's done. The sacrifice has been paid. All our sins are taken care of. He, by faith in Him, we receive Him and receive eternal life. And from then on, it's a, a, a walk to be holy. To walk it up. To walk it up from all defilements. And, and He says, don't touch them. He said, come out from the mist. What is He talking about? Come out from the mist. He's talking about the spirit of the world. He's not talking about us totally separating ourselves to be like some monk up in the mountains, right? You know how they make a monastery you just stay up there and you totally isolate yourself like COVID-19, right? He said, and you just totally separate yourself from everybody. You don't talk to anybody and you just 
That's not what he's talking about, right? He's talking about a spiritual separation. You still live in the world, but you're not of it. And you become a, a witness. He wants us to make, to make us a witness, a light of his, of his love and power. And to, to continue the work of Jesus, right? But we've got to understand his true love. We've got to understand his true way. Because in the past, if you read church history, way back in the Crusades, the, the Christians of those days, they would kill people if they didn't believe. Right? Just like the Muslims. Different groups were the extremists. Where they felt, hey, if you don't believe like us, and you don't follow your knee, going to cut your head off. Well, I want you to know the day is coming. The days are coming. According to the scriptures, there's going to be a time. And it's happening in some parts of the world. Matter of fact, right now, all over the world, in the United States, there's a movement, right? If you don't agree with them, because of our thinking, if you don't agree with them, they'll cut you off, man. They'll cut you off. But I want you to know, God wants us to be separate from the spirit of the world. Separated unto God. Where the life of God is flowing in us. Our DNA. The divine nature of God. Where love is springing forth. The fruit of the spirit, right? And God's power and grace is coming through so that we can demonstrate. Like the, he goes on in chapter 15 of John and talks about the vine and the branch relationship. And that's how we're supposed to be attached to Jesus, where we're just receiving from the Father through Jesus Christ the Spirit of God and the life of God is coming through us from heaven to earth and it flows out through our lives. But it, we have to have that separation. And the more we understand that and the more we're willing to walk with God, I'm telling you, if you just say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, do what it do that deep work in my heart. Help me, God, to be separated unto you. Because there are areas in our hearts, in our soul, that we, we're so attached to the world. There's this thing called the natural, the natural self, right? That just hanging on. Born again, but you still got this thing hanging on to this, this world. Fearful to let go. But I'm telling you, God's calling us, let go. Let go of it. Let go of the thing that's holding you back from God, from the Father's love, from that fullness. Take a step of faith and, and just acknowledge, Lord, I want to be in total agreement with you. I don't want to have the kind of thoughts in my mind, oh Lord, you understand, I'm weak, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I can't overcome this sin or whatever. I'm just weak. God wants to show you that he He's got the power to totally break that thing. No problem. I don't care what it is. It's available. He's a, his power, His grace is available. But He says, repent. First thing, you know it's wrong. You know it's sin. He says, repent. That means forsake it. Say, Lord, and I, it's like the blind man, Bartimaeus, Jesus walking by. The story in the Bible. And he says, he hears about Jesus coming by and he says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Son of David, have mercy. And the crowd's done. Be quiet. Shut up. You're making too much noise. But he starts to yell out louder. Son of David, have mercy on 
And he turns. And he tells, bring, call him in here. So what does a blind man do? He has his cloak he's wearing. Identifies him as a blind man. A beggar. He throws that off. He just throws that cloak off. And he comes to Jesus. That's like repentance. You get rid of He's coming to see. He's blind, but now he knows that Jesus is going to heal him. He's coming to Jesus in faith. So he just throws that cloak off of him, and he's starting to walk towards Jesus now. He, Jesus calls him. So he's walking towards Jesus. And he's still blind. But he's repenting. And Jesus, what does Jesus do? What do you want me to ask him? What do you want me to do for you?
tell him I'm not worthy to be called his son, but just make me a hired servant. And so he started on his journey. And while he was still far away, it says, the father seen him coming from far away. And the father ran to his son. Ran to him and embraced him. Right? <coughs> and was so... The son I lost was dead, but now he's alive. Bring the ring. Bring the cloak of sonship and the ring and the sandals. We have, you know, I'm not going to get into all the, the meanings of these things, but to know this. God is calling his sons and his daughters. Everybody who would hear his voice and give up and come back to him. Come, come to him. And he, all the orphans in the world, he's calling us to him, to his family, to his house. Because he's rich. He's so rich. His love is so great. I mean, what else can he give? He gave his son Jesus on the cross. How much more would he give you all things, he says, right? Romans 8. Everything. We're, our inheritance in God is everything. Whatever that means. I don't even understand that. But it's everything. Right? Heaven and earth. Eternity. How long is eternity? Right? Forever. How long is forever? What does that mean? <laughs> I mean, we're going to have a new body. Separation is what he's talking to us about in the church. At this time, because he said the time is short. He's preparing. He said, get the bride ready. He's getting ready to come back. We don't know, but it's soon. Because if you look at the signs, you know what the biggest sign is? Israel. Israel. It was prophesied. Israel would become a nation again. They were scattered. The land was desolate. Occupied by everybody else, right? And what happened? 1948, 49. Israel became a nation again. And Jesus said, gave a prophetic word that when that happens, get ready. He's coming back. He's coming back anytime. And we don't know the day or hour, but he's coming like a thief in the night. Right? But he said, those who are close to him, he said, that day doesn't happen. It will not come as a thief to them. Because they're in tune with the Father and the Son. They have a relationship with God. But those who are caught up in the world and on that treadmill, just constantly just doing, and don't have time for God, or they make time for God, but just a little bitty time, you know, just to do their vows or whatever, go show themselves that here I have a church today. Thank you, Lord. And bam! They're gone the rest of the week away from God. No, God said no. You want to experience the fellowship of the Father and the Son. Not some religious idea of Him, but a true reality of who He is. A true relationship, just like you know your, your friends or know your parents or your children. To have such a close relationship with God. Because He's the source. He is the source of everything. <clears throat> so He's saying, I will dwell in them and walk among them. And I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from their midst and be separate, says the Lord. And do not touch what is unclean, and I will welcome you. And I will be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. 
separation, holiness in Him. He wants us to examine, look to Him and ask Him, Lord, is there whatever it is, if you want a closer relationship with Him, I mean, we all should want a closer relationship with God. We should all want to know Him. Because without Him, we're, 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 we will perish. Lost. Those who reject Him will, will be go to hell. That's what he said. That's not my words. That's what Jesus said. He made it very clear. He said, in this world, there is a wide path that leads to destruction, and there's a narrow path that leads to life. That path is in Jesus. The way, the truth, and life. So let's pray for a moment. Father, I thank you today. Lord, we want to honor you this morning. We thank you for your word and his truth. God, everything else is just bluff. Everything else is chaff. You said the thoughts of man are useless. The wisdom of the world is foolishness. But your word, Lord, your thoughts are truth and they shall endure forever. Help us, God, to see clearly 2020 vision. To see you and to hear you, Lord, and to forsake, forsake the old. Thank you, Father. Just like the blind Bartimaeus, to just forsake willful blindness. Forsake it to follow you and to receive our sight. To walk in the true light. You said, those who walk in the light shall never stumble, for you are the true light. Your word is a light to our path. Thank you, God, for your mighty word this morning. Holy Spirit, have your way. Search our hearts as you do. Bring conviction where needed, Lord. Bring comfort where needed. Healing. Lord God, we are here this morning for you. That's why we come. And I know that's why everybody came this morning. It's for you. We love each other, but it's for you because of your love. And I pray this morning for the, the power of your spirit to move in our hearts, move in our lives, Lord. Shake us up, God. Oh, God, I cry out to you, Lord, for all of us. Let there be a fire, fresh fire from heaven, and burn up the chaff, burn up the junk and the rubbish. Help us, Lord, to live completely for you, to forsake the self-love and the self-gratification of the flesh. Those things, Lord, that we think that we can hold on to and still love you. And you call us deeper. You're calling us deeper because you said, Lord, the fire is coming. There's a separation coming. Even greater. It started in the church, but there's a separation between light and darkness. Time will come. Oh, precious Father, you said the lukewarm will be spewed out of your mouth, but you call us to repent, to be hot for you. Not cold, but hot. On fire for you. That you will become our dwelling place and that we become your dwelling place. That we will have fellowship together. Not just on Sundays, not just on Wednesdays, but every day, Lord, you're living in us with a conscious 
says, our cup is overflows. Our cup just overflows. That we cannot contain it all. We have to share it. That's the kind of joy. That's the kind of life you said. Life more abundantly. Overflowing. God, you said, be filled with the Spirit. Oh, precious Lord. Show us and help us, God, to just forsake the old. Forsake whatever is holding us back and to fulfill our destiny. Remove the stumbling blocks from us, Lord. Remove all the blindness and all the deception and the lies of the devil, Lord. Expose it for what it is, God, that we can walk with you and truly love you and serve you from all with all of our soul, heart, everything, our body, a living sacrifice. Lord, because your love is so great, so awesome, what you have for us. You show us, Lord, that you will welcome us as we come out. Come out from the spirit of the world and live separated unto you in the spirit of Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for the anointing right now. Thank you for the anointing right now. Holy Spirit, thank you, God, for moving in our midst. Oh, refining fire, refine us, Lord. Make us pure, I pray. Thank you, God, for the greater anointing that breaks us loose. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, oh, God, I thank you for forgiving us of every sin, Lord, that you show us, Lord. God, if there's any <clears throat> hidden secret sins in our heart and our life, Lord, that we need to repent and Cleansed up, reveal it, O oh God, expose it so that we can be free, truly free, and be a true witness and glorify you here on the earth. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let the Lord work. Let the Lord work. Don't be in a rush. Let God just um, do that work. You know, just sit here for a moment. I'm going to sing a song. And just let God do his thing. Because God is in the business of restoring our soul. He said he's going to do it. An accelerated restoration. Amen. You know, there's a song.